What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Sheehan Show here on Shardog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and I am back with the betting show for this week. No big UFC, Bellator, PFL, or one championship this week, but we still have five bets for, for you this week. We have Cage Wires, which I did a preview of. Um, I have a few bets from that. I have a couple of bets from Invicta, which goes down this weekend. If you haven't seen my interview with the champ, Danny McCormick, who's in the main event, please check that out. Really, actually a really good interview. Danny's a great character and everything. Uh, please, please, please check that out. And um, I have one sneaky bet from, you know, arguably the biggest combat sports event of the weekend, the main event, Tyson Fury against uh, Francis Ngannou. So there's, there's MMA there. It's, it's, it's MMA adjacent. I will not make a habit of this. Do not worry. Uh, but it's a very quiet weekend uh, in terms of, I suppose, worldwide mixed martial arts. So uh, I threw one in. Threw an extra one in. And why not? Especially after uh, a pretty good week we had last week. Now, good, good and bad, I suppose. I gave five bets as I always did. And as I told you last week, I gave uh, one... Two bets from one fight, which is always a dangerous play. Now, that fight happened to be a no contest. Obviously, Johnny Walker versus Ankalaev. I had Walker by decision of plus 800, and I had to fight the over one and a half rounds. I thought the over one and a half rounds was a loss, to be honest, but I, I put it out on Twitter, and everyone said, oh, no, I had it backed, and you got your money back. So... Uh, that's two void bets there. Basically, uh, pretty much all bets were voided when it's no contest. So uh, if you leave two those two bets aside, went three from three last week with bets. So pretty happy with that. We had uh, Aliskarov to win in round one or two at minus one eighty. I, I I said I pretty I'm pretty sure I said that was a steal last week. But looking back at it now, it's a steal among steals. Like, it was a very favorable matchup uh, in terms of the way his opponent has been fighting re- recently, especially, uh, obviously, Warley Alves, especially his last fight against uh, Nicholas Dalby, where he's just massively open for the whole fight going in there. Fighting Aliskerov like that is is not a wise decision. And this guy is, I'll say it again, you won't get minus 180 in him to be winning round one or two uh, from now on. So I think that was a very good price for a, a pretty sure thing um, again Mikhashev minus 250 not the biggest price in the world I don't like giving those but I had a very strong feeling for him and he won even stronger than my feeling was so look throw that in there as well and then we had a pretty good bet at plus 250 we had Shemayev to win by decision uh, which he did although it was very close I actually had it for Usman myself Uh Watching back the fight, I do think it probably should have been a draw. Um, you know, just to maybe touch quickly on the 10-8 thing. Uh, I, I didn't score the 10-8 because that's kind of the way, in my opinion, that fights have been scored over the last while. And that's kind of the memo that judges and everything got about the 10-8s recently. But it seems like it has been kind of rolled back a little bit. Um also, the fight wasn't in America, it wasn't in Nevada, and that helps, although there was one American judge, and he still scored at a 10-8, so that's no excuse. But, um, yeah, that's look, we, we know, need to know about judging for betting as well, so that's a, not a bad thing at all. But, the recap of last week, three from three, pretty good. The flyer void, the other bet void, so we're not too bad. Overall record now, looking a little bit better, 71 from 147 bets. 13 of 37 overall in the flyer, which I am uh, I'm delighted with, to be honest. Uh, if you told me at the start of the year I would have hit 13 flyers, I would uh, I would have snapped your hand off for that, so we go again. This week's flyer this week's flyer isn't really a flyer, if we're being honest, but I'll call it a flyer anyway, and we'll go from there. Just because, like, when 
And I know uh, this is actually interesting. Maybe we could talk about this for a minute. But when there is like Invicta cards, Cage Warriors cards, there's very little prop bets on them until very late in the week. Sometimes, like the the last Cage Warriors card, which was obviously in Dublin, um, I was looking at the betting odds up until very late. Uh, you know, because it was an Irish card and a little bit, you know, obviously a lot of interest in all of them, but more interest in that one. And it was, I was searching for props, and there was almost nowhere where you could get any props, let alone like to win by knockout or to win by submission or to win in round one, like sm- just normal small props. You know, forget about uh, he wins by a go-go plata and round four <laughs> type of thing. You know, I, and that's that's very annoying. And I, re- I, I, don't, I don't know, like. I suppose it's hard for the betting uh, companies to have the knowledge of all those fighters and have uh, people who can, I suppose, put those lines out there. Because you look at the Rome card this weekend, um, and I painstakingly went through a lot of those fighters for the preview. And, you know, you never know what fighters going to show up. You never know who knows what about the fighter. You never know who's done the study. It must take a lot to actually get those odds uh, as... A uh, thing that won't bankrupt you <laughs> if you're the Maldon. We'll we'll never worry about a bankrupt bookie. But I, I, at the same time, it would be nice to have a few more prop bets and everything like that. Especially now when I record this show midweek, it's it's tough to get them. But I do like to hold out as long as I can, get a few prop bets in, and then do it. But this week we are all um, apart from one. We've won prop bet. We're all uh, straight money line bets. So let's get into them, and uh, let's start with the biggest MMA fight of the weekend. Uh, and it is the main event of Invicta FC 54, which goes down over in Boston. Boston. I got to sound like John Anik. Boston. Uh, <laughs> in in Massachusetts in the US. And uh, it is Danny McCormick against uh, Carolina Wojcik. Uh, and my bet for that is straight up money line bet of Danny McCormick at minus 165. Um, when this betting opened, and it opened maybe... 24 hours, 36 hours ago, a little bit less. It actually, the, the Invicta betting opened before the cage hours, betting the cage hours, betting was kind of what I was waiting on this week. Um, Danny was around minus 225. And at that price, I was like, well, maybe, you know, there's, it is the biggest fight of the week. I kind of want to have a bet from the biggest fight of the week. And uh, maybe we'll throw it in. But when it's down to minus 165, I think that's very, very good. And I'm definitely having that as one of my uh, as one of my players of the week. Obviously spoke to Danny last week and spoke about this fight uh, a lot and, and, you know, what it means to her and, and the, uh, the actual fight itself. And I got a good feeling that she kind of has the right idea going into it, if that makes sense. Like, they fought once before as amateurs, and I feel like they were both very different sorts of fighters. Like, Danny fought, look, Danny fought a Danny McCormick fight, but not as good as she normally fights. Like, she is a go forward put pressure on you, put you against the, you know, against the cage. And she says herself, like, she's not the most athletically or physically gifted or anything like that, but she will wear you out. You know, like, and we've seen fighters like that have massive success, success down through the years. The likes of, see, even Michael Bisping is the first one who comes to, uh, to, to mind, or, you know, someone like even a Kenny Florian, or, you know, there's lots of fighters down through the years have had, you know, the, the, the mental willingness to do it brings them a very very far away and it feels like the additions she's put to her game with that has just made her such uh, a good fighter and got her to this place in her career and like you know 
she has won the Invicta Championship. Now the next part is the UFC. She's 33 years of age, you know, she was kind of saying, and I don't think it was in this interview I did, but in the previous one where she was basically saying like, you know, this is this is the last shot in my career. I'm going to go. If I get to the UFC, okay, I'll give it a few more years. If not, we'll see how it goes. But it's, you know, and this is, it's all on the line for Danny. So it's, it's massive in this fight. Um, the fight against Karina Wojcik, as I said, is, is an interesting one, a rematch of an amateur fight they had before. Um, and in that amateur fight, Wojcik was kind of picking Danny off as she pressured. And Danny's pressure game was a lot less uh, advanced maybe than it is today. And Carolina fights a little bit differently. So the difference between that fight and this fight is this. We go from Carolina's point of view first. She was in that, in that fight, but you hear the commentary in that fight, if you go back and watch it, talking her about uh, talking about her being a, an attacking fighter and someone who hits very hard. In that fighter, she was kind of a, and I wouldn't say a defensive fighter, she was a counter fighter in that fight and still hit very hard and kind of was attempting to beat Danielle. And she did, she was a, it was a relatively close fight. Actually a very fun, exciting fight. Um... And she did a good job of winning it like that. Her recent fights, a lot less, you know, abrasive, a lot less power, a lot less uh, attacking, you know, a lot of pushing you against the cage, you know, catching your front leg, holding you in the clinch type of stuff. And it's, you know, it's been relatively successful, I suppose, for her coming in with an 11-3 and record. She obviously lost to Valeska Machado a couple of fights ago, the, the person who Danny beat for the title. But other than that, she's won, what, six of her last seven fights, and she's on an absolutely, um, absolutely fantastic run. But a lot of that, you know, all of those wins, in fact, have been decisions. Um, and I think a couple of them split decisions as well. So I suppose that tells you the type of fighter she has become. Like early days, her first two wins were knockouts. Uh, and all the rest of her wins have been by decision. So nine decision wins in a row, and all her losses have been by decision as well. So, you know, of uh, as I said, of her what of her eleven fights, nine fights have gone to a uh, a decision, and that tells you a lot about you know I suppose what type of fighter is now. A lot of Danny's are uh, a lot of uh, it tells you about what the type of fighter she is and what type of fighter she, I suppose she has become. Um, you know, that, it's not massively different for Danny. I suppose she's at of her uh, nine fights, six have gone to a decision and three have finished inside the distance. But she's fighting over five rounds. Okay, she fight over, fought over five rounds last time out, but it was a different type of fight. <laughs> she knows she needs to finish here to get to the UFC. She knows she needs something big. She knows she needs to go for it. And normally that would actually put me off betting on someone. But I think that's a good thing for Danny McCormack. Because if she can go across the cage and land her shots put on the pressure and take her down and she told me in that interview like I want to take her down I want to take her down I want to take her down that's exactly I think what she needs to do so you know and and Annie's not the sort of one to lie to you she told me the exact same thing going into the Valeska Machado fight exactly what she was going to do she went out and she did that exact thing so she's not hiding her game plan at all and I think that's the right game plan and will get her to win I think Wojciech, the biggest issue with her is allowing her to get that control I don't think Danny will and I think it will get her to win I think she'll push forward, push forward, push forward, pressure, 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 takedown, takedown, takedown. And I think if she can get a couple of takedowns in the first two rounds, maybe, let's say two to three takedowns in the first two rounds, the, that pressure, the wear that she will put on Karolina Wojcik, I don't think many people can actually hold up to that. We saw it with Valeska Machado. Like, Valeska nearly knocked her out a couple of times. Almost had Danny finish, you know, her face was in absolute bits 
and yet she stayed the pace better than Valeska. She's an absolute beast for cardio and everything like that. Um, and I, 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 that's what I think will win her this fight. I think that ability to push the pace, the ability to have a good game plan, the ability to get takedowns, um, and Carolina can't look. If she can't get the takedowns, if she can't get the forward pressure, and Carolina gets it, absolutely she can win the fight. But my call is that Danny can do it, and I'm going for her at that price of minus one six five. Look, maybe maybe a bit of Irish bias, but I I have studied this fight, I've looked at it, and um. I do like Danny to win, and I like her at that price as well. Honestly, when I saw that, what did I say it was earlier? Minus two two five or something like that. I was like, yeah, it's a tougher one to bet at, but I think it's probably a more accurate price. Now it's MMA; anyone can win, anything can happen. But at minus one six five, I do think that is a more encouraging price to bet on Danny McCormack, and that is my bet one of the week. Bet two of the week is. Uh, it's a women's fight, but it's actually from Cage Warriors. Uh, and it is Samantha Jean-Francois to win her fight over in Cage Warriors against former Dana White Contender Series alum, Michal Deschigny. Um I I watched some of Samantha and for the first time ever, I think, and I was very, very, very impressed. You know, she's been around for a good long time, but it feels like she's still a prospect. Doesn't have the best uh, record in the world, I suppose, at eight and six. But you just have to look at her and see what type of fighter she is. She's a vicious striker. Um, who and and someone and I, I was talking to. If you haven't seen my preview with Brad Warren, please please watch that. But I was talking to him about it, and kind of we both agreed. I think that she's had to become very good on the ground because everyone is basically taking her down because she's so good on the feet. And I think, what, seven of her eight finishes have been by submission? But I think this is going to be a standing fight. I think uh, Designy is going to keep it up. She has, a, she has a takedown in her locker, and she actually can be taken down herself as well. And maybe Jean-Francois decides to do that because she has maybe a, a jiu-jitsu advantage, although the wrestling, you know... I, I think the wrestling defense... Uh, will be outweighed by the resting offense of both of them. So if either of them go for a, a takedown, I think they can probably both get it. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see if that happens. But I just lo- really like Jean-Francois. She's a real, real, real good athlete. And, you know, you take away that record and you just look at her last couple of fights, you look how good she has been in those last uh, couple of fights. You look how, like, how quick she is. The, like, she's won her last four fights in a row. So something has obviously clicked. You know, and all of them have been by submission. She beat Valentina Skitizi, who I've talked about, obviously, on this channel before. She's in the finale of uh, the PFL European Series. She beat her. She submitted her in a, in, in a, in a round. Um, so that's, you know, very good. And she, you know, she's been in there with Zhang Weili back in 2015. She's been there with Brini Tyrell. You know, she's beaten uh, Wendy McKenna, who's been around for a very, very long time as well. So she's been in there with some very, very good fighters. And now it feels like it's her time. At 36 years of age, again... She needs to do it now or she'll never do it. Um, and at the other side of it then, Mikhail Designy, you know, similarly 35 years of age, this is her time to do it as well after getting that chance in uh, in the contender series, not taking it against Mallory Martin and now turning around here. You know, she's a tough, hard-nosed fighter. But it feels like, you know, it feels like one of those fights where someone might be too good, too tough for their own good if it stays on the feet. I think Samantha is just going to 
use that speed, use that power, you know, and it's funny to say, oh, that power, she's only won one fight ever by a knockout, but she has that power and she has it in her back locker. Like I, as I said about the props, they're not quite out for this yet. If they were out, I would love to back Jean-Francois to win by knockout um, because it'll probably be a very good price <laughs> and uh, I think it'll probably happen, to be honest. I, I think she will get the knockout and I think she will finish uh, Mikhail Designy, uh in a fight that, honestly... I don't think it's look. I don't think it's going to be the highest quality fight in the world, but I do think it's going to be a fun fight, and it's probably going to be a war, and it's probably going to be blood and guts all over the cage wires canvas. But I'm going for Designy. Sorry, I'm going for uh, Jean Francois. I really like her as a fighter. I forget the record. Forget the record, and uh, we go. Uh, we go again with that one, and uh, we, we we we'll we'll see how it we'll see how it paves out as as always with these uh, with these bets. All right, let's move on. Bet number three is also from Cage Wires, um, and this is a, a re- way more straightforward one, I think. Um, and I'm going for Albert Diaz at minus two two five. Now, this again, you're probably saying Shani minus two two five. That's not much of a price. I actually think this is massively, massively underpriced. I think he should be around minus five hundred. So if you have uh, a prop bet for the weekend, or, or sorry, a, a parlay or an accumulator, whatever it is, uh, this to me is one you throw into that. Now, don't blame me if you ruin your accumulators. Although, actually, do blame me if I ruin your accumulators because I deserve it because I've given you this bet. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I really like Albert Diaz. I, I really like him as a fighter. Uh, the only issue with Albert is he doesn't really fight that often. I'm recording this on uh, on Wednesday night, Thursday morning, early, and will will the fight actually happen? Is <laughs> another day. That's always an issue with Albert. He's only fought twice since 2019. Won both of them against Richie Smullen. You know who's had some big wins in Bellator. Who's been in? You know, had a, he had a, he had a fight in the UFC, didn't he? He was in tough. He beat Steve Amiable as well in his last fight. Um, two very very good wins. Obviously, the one with Richie Smullen was was very close. And I was in 2020, so I was in 2023 in March of this year. Obviously, he fought Steve Amiel, got, got, got another good win there. I lost the ability to speak there. But I just I just really like him as a fighter. Having watched him before the Smullen fight a good bit, and obviously watched him for his last couple of fights as well, covering cage wires, just really, really good. He's a very flowy fighter, switches stances, constantly throwing, just We've we've a phrase here in Ireland. I don't know if it's used uh, around the world, but a tricky customer. That's what he is. He's just a tricky guy to fight. Very talented, and honestly, if this guy was fighting every five months, I think he'd be in the UFC. I think he'd do well in the UFC. I think he'd probably have ten fights in the UFC. That type of talent. But I don't know. I don't know whether it's injury. I've never heard an interview with him or interviewed him myself or anything like that. I don't know whether he's working a job or whatever he's doing, but. If this guy could get on a run, I really think he's very, very good. But also, he's the type of guy that maybe maybe that'll never happen. Or maybe he's not even training. I don't know. But when I see him in the cage, I see a very talented guy. Opposite him, Simone Adana. A talented guy as well, but I don't think as talented. I think he's a good... Um, European fighter, he's been in there with some good guys. He fought Brian Moore, who's one, in my opinion, one of the top, you know, uh, 30, 40 bantamweights in the world in in uh, in mixed martial arts. Another guy who's gotten very unlucky with the uh, with the matchmaking over the last while. But Adana, you know, knees, elbows, willing to fight, old school, good leg kicks, 
throws it all. But I do think that'll play into the hands of Albert Diaz. Um, and I think he'll kind of pick him off that ability to switch stances, that ability to maybe get a takedown as well as part of it. Uh, and I just do think he's kind of going to pick him off a little bit and win that fight. So that is my third bet of the week, minus two to five. Right. Uh, I'll, do you know what? I'll, I'll finish off with the MMA first because if you don't want to listen to the boxing stuff, I respect that. And uh, so I'll leave that to the end. I'll, I'll go with my my flyer, uh, and it's from uh, Invicta as well. And it is, it's not a real flyer. It's not a mass flyer. When I looked at it yesterday, it was plus 335, and it's actually in to uh, plus 275 today. So a bit of a flyer. It's uh, Kalindra Faria um, to win her fight over an Invicta against Valeska Machado, who I've mentioned a couple of times. Obviously, Valeska Machado, one of the best women in the world in that division uh, over in Invicta. And she's taken up for, you know, who, okay, she is 37 against a 27-year-old Valeska Machado. But watching some of her fights in the UFC, damn, she got very unlucky. Like, she nearly knocked out Jessica. She did a great job taking down Joanne Wood. Ended up losing both of those fights. Like, the eye fight by split decision could have gone either way. The Joanne Wood fight, she got triangled by Joanne Wood. Like, who does that happen to? You know, so very, very unlucky. Now, as I said, this is... I'll, I'll be honest, this is kind of a stretching flyer. This is why I'm not telling you don't put fucking 50 quid on this or anything. Maybe, but, you know, throw, if you are if you want a, a mad accumulator of all the bets or something, throw it into that. But I do like her style against Valeska Machado. I think Valeska has shown in fights recently that she has very good power, but maybe not necessarily finishing power at that level. You know, she got a lot of finishes before maybe she got to Invicta, and she was in the Dana White Contender Series as well. Her only finish has been a submission, you know, in her last what, uh, six fights. So, you know, maybe overplayed a little bit, right? Um and I think Faria might be a better fighter on the ground. I think she might have an advantage in the takedowns, um, in the wrestling, in the grappling. And I think she's a very good striker. I don't, like a lot of the women in this division, rightly so, are afraid of Valeska Machado in terms of her standing up uh, because she is a dangerous fighter. You know, I, I, I downplayed the power there, but if she catches you, she'll catch you. But I think Faria has power as well, arguably more and better finishing power. Uh but it, in a very different way. It's hard, you know what, my feelings on this one are a little bit hard to explain, but I I just feel like the, okay, here here is how I put it. I think Machado is more of like the, you know, she's a 27-year-old against a 37-year-old. She's more raw. She's more like in four or five years' time, maybe she'll be more like Faria. I feel like Faria is, just has learned it, has learned how to calm down, and when her power shots land, they land more expectedly. You know, whereas Machado, she just throws a lot of things out there and then they eventually land. Now, I, I still think she's a very good fighter. I will very much uh, enjoy seeing her fight in the UFC someday because I do think she will uh, end up there. Uh, I think she'll probably be the Invicta champion again, maybe if Danny McCormick goes to the UFC, if she wins uh, at the weekend. But um, this this could hold her back a little bit from that. For real, obviously, have seen the Danny McCormick fight as well. And, you know, if you can stop that early um, storm, you can get to her. So I like, I, I'd like the cleanliness of Faria's shots. I like her technique uh, and I like her just to avoid Machado a little bit. 
and end up winning that fight plus 275 for the flyer of the week that's the fifth bet of the week I'll go to the fourth bet now um, from Francis Singanu versus Tyson Fury and here's the bet I'm going for right I couldn't believe this right so I went to uh, a local Irish bookmaker to get this but I looked at another place and it's a similar bet is there at a very similar price so an even money bet plus 100 for a knockdown in any of the first three rounds so if there's a knockdown in the first nine minutes plus 100 you win their bet I think that's a fantastic bet like I, I don't know how this is going to go obviously you know you never know if Tyson Fury is just going to kind of dance around and you know use this as a sparring session for his upcoming fight not want to get hit not going to get hurt or anything like that or does he want to kind of get out of there quickly so there's no chance of him taking any damage or getting an injury or you know pulling a hamstring or going over in an ankle or anything for his big upcoming fight for all the marbles you know um he said he did, I saw him doing like, the. Uh, I'll be honest, it was a terrible face-to-face, uh, but the only thing that kind of came out of it was Tyson Fury kind of said, well, I'm going to, I'm actually going to attack you and I'm going to try to knock you out and I'm going to try to knock you out early. Um, and normally I wouldn't believe that, right? But I, 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 don't, I don't think Tyson Fury kind of has it in him to lie anymore. He used to do that an awful lot, but I just, I, recently I've been watching a few of his boxing matches and he just hasn't done that. So I haven't said that, right? I think Francis will come out and he will, tr- like, Francis will not come out like Francis comes out in MMA. I truly believe that. I, I think he's going to fight. He's going to fight knowingly. Francis is not an idiot. Like, he knows if he gets to a decision, it's probably him going, well, I'm sure, look, if he sees an opening, he'll throw a punch. But he's not going to come out there, you know, overhands like he does in MMA. He's going to try to stay behind the jab and stay long and everything like that. I think that's a massive issue against Tyson Fury because his style was designed to beat styles like that. Um, and I just think Tyson's probably gone, like, Francis probably going to be standing, like, straight up with his jab out, with his right hand, you know, cocked right on his chin. And I can just see Tyson landing, like, a hook, a short hook inside when he gets inside, or a long hook outside across the jab and just catch him and put him down. Or I could see the, the first time Francis throws a punch, Tyson's just going to be so fast that he knocks him down. And I, I'd be surprised if that didn't happen early. The power, you know, Francis has never been near anyone as talented as, as, um, uh, as Tyson Fury, obviously, in a boxing match. Uh, or look, maybe maybe Francis knocks him down and, and the bed is still won. But um, yeah, I think that's a smashing bed, a knockdown in rounds one, two, or three at plus 100. All right, let's look at some of the other prices from well, Cage Wires and Invicta. Um, I pick out some of the, the, the bigger fights that I, I kind of like here. Um, Alan Carlos and Leon Aliu, no betting in that one, minus 700 for Aliu. He will win. Uh, maybe if you want to throw it into a prop. The Luke Alvin Andre Taishinko fight, I was very, very close to putting Taishinko in as one of my bets at minus 142. Uh, I think that's a really good price. I think he's wrestling will show out there. Like, I watched him and I didn't, I wasn't that impressed with his striking, but Brad tells me, and if you listen to the preview, that he has good striking, and, you know, Brad knows him better than me, so, you know, if he does against Luke Alvin, I do think he will win that fight. Luke is a good fighter, but I really like Taishinko as, as an up-and-comer. Um... Um, uh, Matteo Martignoni the brother of the former champion minus 500 he looks a very good prospect as well he's probably one to throw in there um, 
Lupoli and LeBlanc is just going to be a really good fight. I like, uh, do you know what? I like the underdog there, LeBlanc at minus 120, but a very even fight. I'm just uh, going towards him there in that one. Um, uh, Sam Creasy against uh, Tanio Pallariccio. This one to me is very, very, very wide. I wasn't expecting it to be this wide. Minus 275 for Sam Creasy. Um, plus 200 for the Pagliariccio. Honestly, at that price, uh, I'm probably going for uh, for Pagliariccio in that one. Um, I, like, I'd probably just about lean Creasy as the winner, but I don't, I don't like him at that price at all at all. So that, that's definitely one to keep an eye on. May, may, maybe, maybe one to avoid even. And in the main event pricing... Um, Patrizzi minus 150 against Demetrio Gillian at minus 180. Again, tough to know. Like Patrice, he's a very good boxer, but very green. You know, not the best takedown defense in the world, but a very good athlete, a guy with a very high ceiling, uh, I think. And look, a guy who looks like he can grow into a very good fighter, as myself and Brad were talking about. But Gillian looks like a little bit maybe ahead, a little bit more experienced in terms of just how he fights. Um, you know, good ground opponent as well and good wrestling. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe he's the one you you pick out there and he's the one you bet on at minus 180. Um, and then the Invicta betting, as I mentioned, Danny McCormick minus 165 plus 135 for Karnina Um Kalindra Freya now is around minus one, sorry, 275 minus 400 for Machado. Uh, D. Begley also out of Ireland is plus 150 against minus 200 uh, Christina Williams. Now, D. Begley is someone who, you know, hasn't had the best results maybe recently, but she's a very good fighter, very, you know, very well regarded. And this might be a bounce back fight for her. So again, this might be the type of bet that you won't get this price on her next time. So keep an eye on that. I like that minus uh, 150. Haven't seen a whole lot of Christina Williams watch one of her fights. I'm thinking, I basically said, that this is could be an even enough. I think. Look, I think if Christina Williams fights to her best, and we don't see improvements from D. Begley, I think the, the line is just about right. But you never know. If you see improvements from D. Begley, I think she could go in there. But as I said, I, I have. I probably lean the minus. Sorry, the plus one fifty. But I'm avoiding this one. Um, the underdog in the Aruja Jujic fight is. Maria Jujic, um, sorry, Zaruja, and, and I think the favourite will win that one. And Julia Dorning against um, Riley Martinez is uh, is a toss-up, and uh, I think it is uh, rightly so a toss-up. So, um, yeah, that is it. Those are my five bets for the week. Those are the betting lines for the week. Uh, and uh, we'll be back, obviously, next week with more UFC and, and one championship, I believe, as well, and other stuff like that. So just to recap, five bets of the week. Danny McCormack, two retain her Invicta 115 pound title at minus 165 at minus 133 Samantha Jean-Francois to be Nicole, uh, Nicole de Signy over in Cage Warriors Albert Diaz also to win in Cage Warriors at minus 225 uh, a knockdown in 1-2 or 3 of Fury versus Ngannou at even money and in Calendra Fria at plus 275 to win over at Invicta as well all right, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning in. Let me know your one bet for the week in the comments section below. Please subscribe. Please give it a thumbs up. Please give it a like. It really helps the algorithm. It really helps all of us. Shout out to all crew over at Sherdog.com, John Brannigan, and all the lads over there as well. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com, and I'll see you all next time. <laughs>